welcome, first of all, welcome to the most exciting event of the SEC college basketball season, the SEC men's basketball tournament. It is that time of year again where 14 teams from across the Southeastern Conference come together to battle it out for the ultimate title of tournament champ from buzzer beaters to slam dunks the tournament is sure to bring the heat and keep you on the edge of your seat until that game clock hits zero get ready to witness some of the best basketball action you've ever seen as these players give it their all for a chance at glory so ladies and gents grab your popcorn get comfy let's dive in to the thrilling world of the sec men's basketball tournament we're going to take a look at the 2023 sec men's basketball tourney and do a live bracket breakdown alabama the odds on favorite but the texas a&m aggies look ripe for a deep run tennessee defending sec tournament champ from last year but has the injury bug left the vols hoops hopes dashed in march does kentucky have an upset up their sleeve in this video i'm going to try to give you just what you need to know about this year's tournament including dates schedule teams and of course i love to do predictions but before we get into it i want to say i'm so grateful that you're here as a part of this community and i'm grateful for your support and keeping this podcast up and running as i continue to try to produce quality content i am asking for your help in making this podcast even better. Your donation, no matter how big or small, just a buck, you don't you don't realize how big of a difference that makes, helps me cover the cost of producing and distributing the podcast from equipment to marketing, everything in between. With your contribution, I can continue to provide you with the best, most relevant content on all your favorite SEC sports um, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing that you're helping support independent sports podcasting and content creation and keep this podcast running for a long time to come to make a donation simply click on the link or scan the qr code in this case every little bit helps i thank you from the bottom of my heart for your continued support of this podcast and you can always check out our bonfire store i've got sec pride t-shirts sweatshirts hoodies featuring the alabama hoodie right here they've all got the state outline with the team logo right in the geographic location um, we've got a variety of colors like i said t-shirt styles sweatshirt styles hoodie styles check them out proud to bring those to you i'll throw these up again at the end, that donation link is going to stay right there. If at any point during this episode you feel so inclined, give that a scan. It'll take you to the podcast homepage on Anchor, and you can make a safe, secure donation. As always, you can check us out on Twitter at SEC Recap. I have not been super active on Twitter as far as tweeting. I am on Twitter every day, uh, reading and trolling, but haven't put out an episode in the last couple weeks. Apologies for that. Like I said, didn't mean for there to be a big gap in between this one and the last episode. Life just got in the way. That is the life when, you know, I still have one foot in the regular everyday working world. Um, 
but I try to stay up to date on all the news and everything happening around us. All right, let's get into it. Right into the meat and potatoes, we are looking at the SEC tournament schedule. We're going to give you the game-by-game matchups and predictions. We're not going to go super in-depth in this episode. I don't want this one to be an hour long. Try to keep it under 30 minutes. Nice, bite-sized podcast length you can listen to on your drive home from work or to work in the morning. So if you're looking for in-depth breakdown, you're not going to get it here. I'm just going to kind of give you the overview, my thoughts on the matchups, and we're going to... Fast forward all the way through that championship weekend um, and predict who's going to come out on top. So today is Wednesday, March 8th, recording this right around noon. Our first games, guys, are tonight. We got Ole Miss at South Carolina. That's number 13 Ole Miss at number 12 South Carolina. Kicking it off in Nashville at Bridgestone Round one, that's 6 p.m. Central Time. So, South Carolina beat Ole Miss earlier in the season in Oxford 64-61. to Some key factors in that game. Jacoby Wright had a career high at the time uh, in points at 17 and field goals made with six. He shot 66.5% from the field, uh, including three of five from three-pointer. He also added five rebounds and had four assists. The Gamecock defense held Ole Miss to just 26% from behind the arc. That was six of 23 and 0 of nine in the second half. So that's the recipe for the Gamecocks. They've had some good wins this season. They've also gotten blown out in a couple games, but I think this one goes the way of the Gamecocks. So give me the Gamecocks there. Game number one, round number one. Then later tonight, game number two, 9 p.m. Eastern. This is, I'm in central time, so I'm going to go with central. We have number 14, LSU, at number 11, Georgia. Uh, it's going to happen about a half hour after game one ends. Um, you know, Georgia, a lot better with Mike White as coach, beat LSU at home this season, 65-63. It was a close one. It was one of those games where LSU out-rebounded Georgia, but they had 21 personal fouls. Um, LSU, a little down this year, Georgia playing a lot better. Give me the Bulldogs to get past round one and into round two. That's right. I'm taking both SEC East teams here in round one. So on Thursday, which will kick off round two, the game is going to start at noon, noon Eastern. Okay, we have Mississippi State at Florida. Then we have South Carolina at Tennessee. Arkansas at Auburn for the evening games. That would be 6 p.m. And then Georgia at, well, at Vanderbilt. Right? So let's start with Mississippi State and Florida. So Florida beat Mississippi State on the road earlier in the year, 61 to 59 solid win for the Gators. It was that Gator defense holding Mississippi State to less than 40% shooting. Mississippi State 
Not a good three-point team. Gators held them to 23.5% while shooting 41%. Offensive rebounding going to be key for Mississippi State. Mississippi State, pretty good defensive team. Florida's pretty good defensive team as well. I think Florida already has that game plan. Keep Mississippi State from shooting anything behind the arc and then shut down as much as you can inside. Shoot, you know, 30, 40% from the floor. That's a recipe for success for the Gators. I'm going to take Florida for that one in round two. Next up, South Carolina, number 12, South Carolina, facing the number five seed, Tennessee. Tennessee faced a lot of injuries late in the season. Zakai Ziegler going down. You hate to see that. They don't have really great, outstanding point guard play. Without him, they still have the ability to score. And here's the thing about Tennessee and South Carolina. Tennessee has not just beaten South Carolina twice. They have beaten South Carolina twice. Earlier in the season, 85 to 42. And then later in the season, 85 to 45. I mean, completely dominant performances. I'm not super worried about Tennessee against South Carolina. They've done it twice. Maybe this game is a little bit closer, but I think Tennessee should get by the Gamecocks in this one without too much trouble. Moving on to the evening games. 6 p.m. We got Arkansas, number 10 seed Arkansas at number seven seed Auburn. Auburn beat Arkansas at home, 72-59. to Pretty solid performance. Wendell Green had 19 points on 29 minutes. Arkansas turned the ball over 14 times. They only shot 12.5% from three-point, 34% from the floor. That's just not good enough against Auburn. We've seen Auburn play pretty good defense. They are not a phenomenal team. But, like, they're good enough. And Wendell Green is good enough. They'll be good enough on defense. I don't have a lot of concerns for Auburn getting past Arkansas here. Um, so give me Auburn. Give me the Tigers. Next up, the last game of round two, Georgia. Coming in out of round one over LSU to take on the Vanderbilt Commodores. 11 seed Georgia, number six seed Vanderbilt Vandy playing pretty good pretty good actually really well down the stretch here in the to to end the regular season um Georgia needs to capitalize on rebounds in this game they need to keep Vandy from shooting three pointers and they need to create some opportunities from the three point range themselves early in the season they shot 33% from three while Vandy shot 47%. If Vandy's hitting three points, they can compete with just about any team in the SEC. I think in this one, the team that gets into personal foul trouble first is likely the loser of this game. I think that is likely going to be Georgia more than it's going to be Vanderbilt. So I like the Commodores. I like the way they've been shooting. Uh, they had a good win on the road. Well, I'll get to that in, in the next round to end the season. Uh, so give me the Vanderbilt Commodores here to come out of round two. Moving on into the quarterfinals. This will be Friday, March 10th. Um, these game, I think the first game here is going to be at noon central time 
here on Friday, March 10th, between number nine seed, well, at least in my opinion, I think it's going to be number nine seed, Mississippi State, and number one seed, Alabama. Alabama getting that first and second round bye for being in the top four. Um, so I don't have a lot of concerns for Alabama getting by Mississippi State. I think Alabama defensively has been exploited, but Mississippi State, although pretty good defensively, not great shooting the ball, I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough to keep up with Alabama. So I'm taking Alabama by a bit of a country mile there in that one. Next up, we got Tennessee, number five seed Tennessee coming out of the second round over South Carolina. Facing number four seed Mizzou. Mizzou getting that first and second round by for being the number four seed. I do have some concerns for Tennessee in this one. And it's not just because Mizzou beat Tennessee early in the year. It was a last-minute, game-winning, three-point shot buzzer beater. Heartbreaking for Tennessee because it happened to them twice, two weeks in a row. It happened when they played Vandy the week before, and then Mizzou came into Knoxville and did it to them again. It was almost comical. But with all of the injuries with Tennessee, my concern is do they have enough scoring to keep up with Mizzou? Mizzou's a great scoring team, not a good defense. But if Tennessee can't keep Mizzou under, you know, 70 points, I don't have a lot of confidence that Tennessee is going to be able to score enough to keep up unless, you know, somebody keeps up. It can't just be Santiago Vescovi running around trying to get open for three-point range. Uh, they're going to have to get some guys inside the paint making some shots. I don't know if that could be Tyreek Key. He's having a little bit of, I think, ankle trouble. Uh, but can Julian Phillips get hot? You know, can 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 Kamwa get hot? That That's what you want to see if you're a Tennessee fan. This one is tough for me because it, it could, if I can, if Tennessee can get the scoring, I think they can get past Mizzou. If they don't, I think this one is going to go Mizzou. So right now, because the Zakai Ziegler injury is so fresh, they've got a lot of problems. I'm not counting Tennessee out, but I'm leaning towards Missouri. They've got that two-round bye. Tennessee's coming off of a game over South Carolina. Mizzou's going to be just a little bit fresher. That helps when you're trying to make it to the semis and the championship. So I'm going to take Mizzou there in the quarterfinals. All right. The evening game, this will be, I believe, 6 p.m. Central. We have number seven, Auburn, who got past Arkansas in round two, facing number two seed, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, the Aggies getting that two-round bye. If Auburn gets in foul trouble and or can't hit the three, I think this is a cakewalk for A&M. I said earlier in this year, I wasn't really covering basketball but A&M quietly, low-key, just one of the better, more underappreciated teams, not just in the SEC, but I think in the country. Um, they definitely deserve to be that two-seed. I know they had that late-season win over Alabama. Uh, I still think Alabama's the best team in the SEC, maybe my favorite to win the NCAA tournament. Hint, hint, wink, wink. We'll get to that later on this weekend. But the Aggies, I don't think, should struggle with Auburn. Auburn plays pretty good defense. They are capable of slowing down your scoring. But again, if, if A&M gets Auburn in foul trouble and, and limits what Auburn can do behind the arc, 
uh, you know, keep their point guards out of the lane. You know, don't give them those, those straightaway drives to the basket. I think uh, Texas A&M can, can cakewalk through this one. Maybe cakewalk is too too hyperbolic, but I think Texas A&M can, can definitely handle business here over Auburn. And our final game of the quarterfinals, this will be number six seed Vanderbilt taking on number three seed Kentucky. You know, for all the ups and, and well, mostly the downs that Kentucky had earlier this year, they've ended okay. They've kind of gotten it together. Uh, I You definitely cannot count Kentucky out of any tournament play. Those teams are always built for tournament play. We're not going to mention what happened last year, you know, any of that in the, in the NCAA tournament. But I'm just saying you can't count Kentucky out in tournament play. They're built for it. They crash the boards. They score. Uh, they've got good bigs. Um, but versus Vanderbilt, they split this series this year. Uh, Vandy won the rematch 68-66 to 66 at Rupp. So that's what I was alluding to uh, in my second round preview with Vandy is they had a great end-of-season win their formula limiting shots from the floor that is vandy's defense limiting kentucky shots from the floor and limiting their three they held kentucky to 32 percent from the floor and 15 percent from the three kentucky is excellent at crashing the glass but if they can't convert especially offensive rebounds then vandy's in this one shibway plays a ton of minutes but in my opinion, if he doesn't have to play 35 minutes in this game, that's a good thing for Kentucky. But if Vandy can't limit their scoring and allows Kentucky to crash the glass as well as they're capable of, um, I think this one could easily go Kentucky's way. So Vandy's not out of this one. They're, they've got a, they've got a fight in them, but give me Kentucky. They're fresh. They're on that that first and second round bye. Uh, they'll have fresh bodies. I think Kentucky's taking that one. All right, guys, moving into the semifinals. Saturday, March 11th. I think we get, for the first game, Mizzou coming out of the quarterfinals and Alabama. So number four seed, Missouri. Number one seed, Alabama. This game should be at noon central time. I think all games up until the quarterfinals are on the SEC network. And I think uh, Mississippi State at Alabama and Tennessee at Missouri are both on ESPN, while Auburn at AM and Vandy at Kentucky are on the SEC network. But starting in the semifinals, I think both matchups are on ESPN. And I believe the championship game is on ESPN as well. So four seed Mizzou. At Alabama, noon central time. Alabama beat Missouri 85 to 64 earlier in the season. Solid win, 21 point win. Mizzou shot 10% from three. Mizzou's a great scoring team, but Alabama defense showing that they can take away that part of your game. And then they held Mizzou to 32% from the floor. That is just not good enough to beat Alabama, especially if you can't hold Alabama. Under 70 points. So I understand that my bracket is looking very chalky here. But, you know, it's a tournament. And 
teams are seeded higher for a reason. Upsets can always happen. I don't always like just picking the higher seed, but often it works out that way. You know an upset's going to happen somewhere. Could Mizzou upset Alabama? Yeah, but I'm just not I'm not betting on it. I'm not expecting that to happen. So give me the tide to roll there in the semifinals and they'll be making their appearance in the championship, which brings us to the next game. Now, this will be an afternoon game as well. This game will take place uh, about a half an hour after the Mizzou-Alabama game. We have three-seed Kentucky taking on two-seed Texas A&M. Great, 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 great matchup. I'm actually more excited for this game than, I don't know, maybe any of the other games up to this point. Um, you know, Auburn, Texas A&M has some allure to it. Even Arkansas, Auburn has some allure to it. But man, Kentucky, Texas A&M in the semifinals. If we get this matchup, really looking forward to this game. Kentucky beat A&M earlier in the year, 76 to 67. But that game was in Lexington. That game was at Rupp Arena. Kentucky held A&M to 18% from behind the arc. A&M still shot 49%. From the floor. So, you know, defensively, it looks like if Kentucky can take away that three-point shot, common defensive strategy, right, especially for a good shooting team like A&M, even if you allow them to shoot close to 50% from the floor, you've got guys that crash the glass, that get rebounds offensively and defensively. As long as you don't turn the ball over, if you're Kentucky, um, they can handle this game. However... Texas A&M, strong, strong, strong season. They are, I think, 5-0. I want to say 5-0. Maybe it's 4-0. I don't have that stat right in front of me. <laughs> shows you shows you how good my, my research and my preparation is. Uh, kidding. But I think Texas A&M was, was 4-0 or 5-0 against ranked opponents this year. They have been so good in meaningful important games. They beat Alabama to end the regular season. I think they stay on a hot streak here. I really, really do. Um, I think I think that Vandy and Kentucky might be a slightly more physical game than Texas A&M-Auburn. So I, not to say that either team really gets beat up, but I like Texas A&M against Kentucky here in the semifinals, give me Texas A&M to stay hot. They were in the championship last year. They lost it to Tennessee. Tennessee was just hot last year at the right time. So I think we end up with a championship game on Sunday, March 12th at noon between number two, Texas A&M and number one seed, Alabama. I know chalk, 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 chalk. Could I have picked a more chalky outcome? No, <laughs> probably not. But that's the way I see this playing out. But you know what? I'm not a basketball guru. Of course, I could be wrong. I'm sure some of you guys watching this can't wait to tell me how wrong and how stupid I am. I don't care. Leave a comment. Just while you're doing it, hit the thumbs up uh, and all will be okay. Hit the thumbs up and leave me a dollar donation. You can say whatever you want. How about that? Um so A&M beat Alabama in the last game of the regular season, 67 to 61. That game was at A&M. But 
you know, for Alabama, three of Alabama's five losses this year were on the road. So that was the last game on the road at AM, on the road at Tennessee, and on the road at Oklahoma. Now, I know they got scorched at Oklahoma. That game kind of came out of nowhere. Now, they also lost to Gonzaga and UConn, who were both ranked teams at the time. So, so four of their five losses were to ranked opponents. So Alabama, you know, despite losing to A&M at the end of the regular season, I don't have any concerns that that that's going to happen again necessarily just because of the way the regular season ended. Alabama got into foul trouble. They shot less than 20% from three-point range. Okay, that's just a recipe for disaster for any team in any game, especially when against a quality opponent like the Aggies. The Aggies did a lot of things well. They limited Alabama to 34% shooting from the field and just 19% from the three-point line. The Crimson Tide missed 29 of 36 tries from deep. And Texas A&M is the nation's leader in free throws. They hit 27 of 28 from the foul line. That's a 96% success rate. So if you're Alabama and you're getting into foul trouble and you're sending the Aggies to the line, that is not good for you, right? A&M limited Alabama to 22 points in the first half, which was the Tide's lowest scoring half of the entire season. So if you're the Aggies, you're trying to repeat that, okay? It was the ninth time in 18 games, so 50%, that they had limited an SEC opponent to 25 or fewer points in the first half. This is what I was kind of saying about the, like, uh, Alabama-Missouri game. Defensively, if you can hold Alabama to around 60 points, you know, limit their three-point success rate like A&M did to 20%, you can still offensively shoot, you know, 30, 30, 35% and, and beat Alabama. But defensively, you have to be able to do that. I think Texas A&M can do that. But will they do that? That is the question. I don't know. Texas A&M, they're coming in red hot. However, I think this one ends up in another disappointment for the Aggies. I think Alabama gets revenge in the championship game. They've got it circled. They want A&M in the championship game because they want revenge for the end of the regular season. I think they're going to get it. I think the tide rolls through this year's 2023 SEC tournament and is your SEC tournament champion. That's it. There you have it. That's the way I see it playing out. Guys, thank you so much for listening. By the way, I said I'd throw it back up here at the end. If you're an Aggie fan, if you're an Alabama fan, if you're a Tennessee fan, if you're a Vandy fan, if you're a Mizzou fan, if you're a Florida fan, if you're a Mississippi State fan, if you're an Ole Miss fan, no matter what team you are a fan of, I've got merch for you right there on my Bonfire store. Go check it out. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, really cool stuff. You can donate to the pod. I'm sorry. My music is a little loud here. You can donate to the podcast. Make sure to like comment subscribe for all your sec sports content needs guys until next time 
Keep cheering on your favorite team. And remember, it's great to be in the SEC every week right here on the SEC Recap Podcast. I will catch you guys this weekend for the recap of the tournament. And we'll be doing a live fill of the NCAA March Madness Bracket. I'm pumped. Peace, guys.